Welcome to Embracing Significance, the podcast. I'm Jasmine Freiman, your host, and I'm so excited that you have decided to tune in. Well, I was going to start this new series, and I was so excited about starting it too, but the Lord kept prompting me to continue to talk about trust. And last week when I was writing the episode and I was so excited and he really put it on my heart to just, you know, talk about the certain series and then all of a sudden I'm driving home from the grocery store and he's just like, Jasmine? And I'm like, yes. And he's like, continue to talk about trust. And it was like, well, maybe not exactly like that, but you know, that's how like I have these like conversations with the Lord because he'll put something on my heart and I'll be like, why is this on my heart? And then I'll be like, oh, it's, you know, for another like day or it's like, um, it's for another episode. But no, like this one guy was like, in like gently to my heart was like, keep talking about trust. And I'm like, well, Lord, what do you want me to talk to you about? <laughs> and he brought up this scripture and I'm going to go ahead and read it. And it's Matthew 14, 24 through 32. And it says, Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble, far away from land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on water, they were terrified. In fear, they cried out, It's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called out to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over to the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified. He began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back in the boat, the wind stopped. And this scripture was very heavy on my heart. And I'm like, okay, Lord, I see. And and lately, the quote on my heart has been, even if. Trust God, even if. Trust God, even if it takes a little while. Trust God, even if it's not in the way I expected it. Trust God, even if I don't understand. Trust God, even if. And the revelation that hit me was, before you have an even if, you have a what if. And they both have a big impact on not only your mental and emotional health, but on your spiritual health. And let me kind of explain. What ifs are the most dangerous, they're the most anxious, and they're the most deceptive quotes you will ever say. And if you're an overthinker, like me, um, if you're an overthinker, what ifs are going to spiral you down and they're going to eat you up. And let me tell you the distinction between a what if and an even if. What ifs are attached to are attached to doubt and fear, and even ifs are attached to faith and trust. 
And so let me say that again because I want you guys to really catch it and I want you guys to really let it soak in. What ifs are attached to doubt and fear and even ifs are attached to trust and faith. And when Peter said, if you're Jesus, tell me to come out on the water. He had full faith, confidence, jumping out of the boat. And as soon as he started looking around at the wind and waves, he started to drown. His what ifs literally almost drowned him because he was like, if you're Jesus, tell me to come out. It's almost like he challenged Jesus, right? He was like, you know, if you are really who you say you are, tell me to come out. And even when Peter stepped out, the same fast faith and trust Peter had to jump out was the same fast fear and doubt that made him drown. Because he lost sight of Jesus in the storm. And when we take our eyes off Jesus, we begin to sink. And so Peter, with his what ifs, you know, he was like, if you're Jesus, right? So he had his what if. He was like, what if it's not? But what if it is? But you know what? Let me jump out. And when he did that, he didn't have his even if. He started to drown. He forgot his trust. He doubted. He doubted Jesus, guys. He doubted him. And fear overwhelmed him. It overwhelmed him. And he allowed his what ifs. Remember, they're attached to doubt and fear. He let it drown him. And he lost sight of Jesus. And y'all, when we lose sight of Jesus, our what ifs, if we let them lead us, they are going to drown us. As a question, we can see it as a form of doubt and we can shift our perspective and invite the Lord in to our what ifs and reach for his hand even if I don't get that house that I wanted or the healing tomorrow, I'm still going to praise you. I'm still going to trust you. My faith is in you. Because my trust is in you and it's not dependent on my own understanding, but it's dependent on the one who understands all things and is worthy of my trust. When we look at it, it can be really hard to even admit that sometimes we have a what if. Because none of us like to have a doubt. None of us like to have fear. None of us even like to admit the fact that we may have a slight what if in our life. But what we don't acknowledge, God can't change. What we don't acknowledge, God can't change. God can't work with a heart that isn't open. He he wants us to have that clean heart. And you know, some of y'all might say, well, God already knows my heart. You're right. He does know your heart. But he wants you to come and talk to him because he's not just going to come in and change your whole life. He wants you to come to him so he can change your life. But you have to do the work with him, right? We either let our what ifs drown us from God or we let it draw us to God. And when we let our what ifs draw us to God, it allows us and it allows God To work in our heart to show us that 
we need to shift our perspective from what if to even if. And y'all, I say this with the most sensitivity because I know there are some what ifs that you like, that are really, really like heavy on your heart. Like I'm sure there are some people that say, what if I don't have a baby? What if my spouse and I don't ever get back together? What if I never get married? What if I never see restoration? What if I never get healing? And y'all, I completely understand that there are some what ifs that are like just very hard to understand and they're very hard to deal with. And I really advocate for like, you know, depending what your what if is, like going and getting like, like seeking wise counsel and allowing God to just heal you there. But, you know, some of our what ifs won't even happen. And some of our what ifs might actually happen. But when we change our perspectives to from what if, like what if I don't get that baby to even if I don't get that baby, I'm still going to trust God and I'm still going to praise him. And even in the midst of your even ifs, I would encourage you to praise it. Like praise God and praise the thing Praise the thing that you're praying for. And you know, God will give us the desires of our heart. He will. It may not always look like how we want it, but it'll be exactly the way God wants it to be. And it's all in what his plans for us are. Your even if prayer could even sound a little bit like this. God, even if I don't get blank, 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 and you fill in the blank, I'm still going to praise you, and I'm still going to believe for it, and I'm still going to trust that you're good, and I'm still going to trust that you're faithful, and in, in the midst of this, this doesn't change who you are. And I also want to add that, you know, It can be hard for some of us when we've desired something for so long and we still don't have it. I don't have the answer for you. I wish I did, friend, but I don't have the answer for you. I wish I could tell you why you haven't gotten that yet. I wish I could tell you why you've been waiting so long or why it seems so delayed. I wish I could tell you that, but I can't because only God knows why. We haven't received something. And I just truly believe that. Keep praying for it. Keep believing for it. And I just want to encourage you that if you haven't received what God has promised you or what, you know, maybe a word was spoken over you or maybe something that the Lord had shown you, if you haven't received that yet, I would encourage you to pray. I would encourage you to seek God's face. And I would encourage you to just ask him, you know, ask him why you haven't received what you've been praying for. Ask him why you're in this waiting season, because every word in the Bible is true. It is a lamp to our feet that guides us. You know, God is true and he does not lie. He is not a man that should lie, right? So 
God, every promise in the Bible is for us. And so if you haven't received something yet, there's a reason. And you know, God's answer is always yes, no, and not yet. And I can't be the one to tell you that, but I can tell you that whatever your what if is, I would encourage you to bring that anxious thought to God and allow him, allow this anxious situation, this anxious thought, you know, this fear and this doubt, bring it to God and allow him to carry it. Release that burden to him. He already knows what's in your heart and he can't carry what we don't give him. He can't give us relief if we don't release. And we can't be encouraged if we don't have the courage to put it in the hands of the one who is for us. See, in the midst of it, in the midst of our (laughs) even ifs and our, or excuse me, in the midst of our what ifs, say, what if God, like, what if I don't get it? You know, what if it doesn't come? What if it never happens? Turn it into even if. Even if God. Even if God, I don't get it. Even if it's not the timing that I thought it was going to be. Even if it's not in the way that I expected it to be. Even if. What a beautiful testimony it will be when people look at you and they say, wow, to have such faith in something that you haven't seen and you haven't received yet but you still trust in the one who's going to give it to you? Wow, like, what kind of faith? Like, who has that type of faith, you know? And I believe everybody's, you know, we have the same faith in the one God, Jesus, and, the, you know, the Holy Spirit. We have one faith. And, you know, it's all in the Trinity, right? We all believe with one body and one mind and one spirit, but... I think everybody's faith level is different. Where you're at in your faith is going to be completely different than where I'm at in my faith. And let your even ifs strengthen you. You know, I find it interesting because Jesus never told Peter he didn't have faith. He just said he had little faith and that he doubted him. And I think a lot of people can look at that and and think that Peter like lost his faith when he just had little faith in that moment because you know we see that that Peter has a lot of faith in Jesus like you know throughout the scripture but in this moment Jesus you know told him that you have so little faith and I think we can all relate to this because Jesus never told him that he didn't have faith he just said you have so fiddle uh you have so little faith and you know why would you doubt me and i believe we're all going to have some sort of storm in our life and that our what ifs that they can lead us and once we take our eyes off the lord they don't get a chance to turn into even ifs and they drown us they just completely drown us because we let our faith 
go so little because we lose sight of how big God is that we don't give our what ifs a chance to be an even if. And so there's going to be moments in your life where where you're going to feel like you have little faith. And there's going to be times where the the storm is going to seem really really big around you and you might even take your eyes off Jesus. But I want to encourage you that you don't have to lose your faith. And I find it interesting how Peter said, "Save me, Lord." You know, he knew that the Lord would save him in that moment. And Jesus reached out and grabbed him. And maybe that's you. Maybe you're in such a storm right now that you're saying, save me, Lord. And I want you to know that Jesus is reaching out and he's grabbing you. And he may be lifting you up to have more faith. And he may ask, He may be asking you, why are you doubting me? He may be asking you that question. And so what is your answer to him? What is your answer to Jesus when he's asking you, why are you doubting me? He's not saying, I don't want to hear your what ifs. He's saying, I want to know why you're saying that. I want to know what's going through your thoughts when you say, what if? And I want to help you turn it into even if. I want to help you have such a strong faith. I want to help you have such a laser focus on me. That when things like this happen, you don't have to spiral down into your what ifs. That you can bring them to me. And I'm going to reach out and I'm going to grab your what ifs. And I'm going to look at you with compassion. And I'm going to help you turn it into an even if. And I'm going to love you. See, because Jesus loves us. And that will never be cliche to me, ever. Jesus loves me. And I know that we've made it as a society this really big thing where, you know, we hear that Jesus Jesus loves me and it's like, oh, it's cliche. But, but it's not. Jesus loving you is not cliche. Jesus loving you is more than an Instagram quote. It's more than just a, um, a poster. It's more than just words on a page. It's scripture. It's the word of God. It's, it's him literally breathing his holy breath on us saying, I love you. And I want to help you. Seeing the even if. Every promise that God says in the Bible Every promise that he has for us is ours. And our faith depends on it. We have to have faith. But I want to encourage you that even if you're having faith in this moment for something that's not happening, I don't want you to give up. And I want you to keep praying. And I want you to keep believing for it. Because if you're, if you're believing for it and it hasn't happened yet, and it's not, you know, a sin problem, and it's not anything going on in your life or, you know, something that you've done to hinder it. Like the Israelites that hindered their promised land for 40 years. If you're on the other side where you've believed for it, you've prayed for it, you know, 
you've, you have a posture in your heart where you know that you're just going to receive what God has for you. Let me encourage you, friend, that it's not your faith. It's just the season that you're in. And you know what's so beautiful about seasons is there's different ones. And they come and they go. So I don't know how long you're going to be in this season of waiting. But I want you to start praising God with your even if. Because sometimes God tests our heart in these seasons. Sometimes it's to develop a fruit of the Spirit. Sometimes it's to develop our endurance and our perseverance and our patience. And sometimes it's just simply contentment that God wants to bring in our heart. And sometimes what I've noticed too is he removes the idol of it. And this is important because sometimes we're in the seasons of our even ifs where, you know, even if I don't get it right now, I'm still going to praise you. God wants to remove the idol in our heart where we've, where we have desired it more than we've desired him. And God, I don't believe if we're so in tune with him, he's going to allow something to replace him. Now I know there's moments and I know there's things and like times where like God will give us something and you know, then we have to deal with it in the moment. We're like, you know, we're like, oh, I, I've definitely put this in front of God. <laughs> um, and so I understand that. But I also believe that sometimes God doesn't, you know, give us something yet because we've idolized it. And if our heart is willing enough to see that, to see that, wow, like, I desire having a house so much, but God wants to purify my heart when I get it to know that it's not going to ever come above him. That it's really taken the place of him. And he doesn't want me in that place. And sometimes, you know, God won't give us something yet because of our own perspective of it. And And sometimes God doesn't give us something because he simply has something better for us. Or it's simply just not time yet. And really, if you're in that season, I want you to hang on. I want you to continue to just allow God to just be sufficient for you in this season and allow his sufficiency to go to roll over onto every single season. Because you know what? God is sufficient for you. God is your daily bread, but God will always be enough. And when you can get that mindset of no matter what I have, no matter where I am, no matter what, like where I go, no matter how much I have in my bank account, God is sufficient for me and he will supply all my needs according to his glorious riches and he will give me everything I need and he will fulfill the desires of my heart when he thinks it's time and when he sees it's time because God knows the plans he has for us and so if you really look at that scripture in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, where it's saying God knows the plans he has for us really think about that Because he does. And when we surrender, when we give him full access to us, 
to walk in the plans he has for us because, you know, we make our plans, but he directs our step. And so when we allow him to do that, his heart is so happy. His heart is so excited and he sees a heart that loves him and is willing to love him and willing to let him direct us, like direct our lives, like direct us in where to go. And it's just, it's just so beautiful because he already knows the plans he has for us. So why are we stressing out? Why are we worrying? Why are we letting our what ifs drown us? When we should turn them to even ifs and have them draw us. And then just trust. Just trust that God has a great plan for you. That's going to prosper you. It's going to give you hope and a future. We have to trust that he knows all the details. We have to trust that he's in control. We have to trust that even when we don't understand, he's got it. We have to trust that even if we saw it one way, he's looking at it this way. We have to trust. We have to trust. We have to fall back into his loving arms and we have to let him do the rest. We move when he moves. We speak when he speaks. And we need to be obedient to him. When he shows us something. And we need to speak those scriptures over our lives. About the plans he has for us. And about who we are. And more importantly, who he is. Because that will be your firm foundation. When you come closer to God and you know who he is. You'll have a peace. You'll have a joy. And you'll have a strength. Because you know who he is. Even in the midst of your hardest season. You know who he is. I want to read before we close this out. Philippians 3.14 I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize of which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. Press on, friend. Press on and allow your even ifs to be magnified. I want your even ifs to be a praise, to be an anthem. Reach the end of your race. Stay in your lane. And you'll receive such a heavenly prize from the Lord through Jesus. He's calling you and he's calling you deeper and he's calling you higher. I want you to press on. Keep trusting him. Even if. Keep trusting him. Thank you for tuning in and listening. I pray that the Lord blessed you and spoke to you in a special way. Join me for another episode Thursday, June 1st. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And if you don't mind taking 5 to 10 minutes and hitting that follow button and subscribing and leaving a five-star review.